I'm Janice from Treble Tree Music, and I'm a veteran music teacher. I'm sharing some of the tricks of the trade that I've learned over the years, both from other teachers and by being in situations where I needed to find some other solutions. One of the solutions I found is um, doing more planning in order to only have to do lesson plans once a year. And by that, I mean, I put a system together where there's steps and that you fill in the steps, you do all the steps, and then you only have to make minor changes from year to year. So I'm going to be talking about uh, my um, overall year planner today. And there's three other pieces that come before this planner that are part of making sure that, that the annual lesson plans are ready to go and the steps are there. So you can just complete that lesson plan again, just saying, once you get that lesson plan done, you have an overall plan, you have all your assessments in place. It's just a much easier deal. So I think you're probably one of the people that's just like me that on those Sunday evenings, there was a panic that would set in every night and going, oh my goodness, am I ready? Even on Fridays when I would make sure I had everything all together, I still had that, that fear of Sunday night, do I have everything ready? And then try to double check. I'd go in early on Monday mornings to make sure I had everything ready. Does that sound like you too? Whether we like it or not, there's always some kind of possible disaster hanging out around the corner. And I remember one year uh, in my classroom, now my classroom, music classroom was way out on the back of the building. It was off of the cafeteria and the electricity went out. And I thought, oh my goodness. Well, I'd already built into my lessons uh, a Scrabble activity that's, I'll put a link down there for Scrabble notes. And I also had some flashcards ready because that was something else that I wanted to review in this lesson and possibly the next lesson. So as soon as the lights went out, I gathered up and when the lights all went out, electricity went out, all of the lights went out in my room. I had no access to technology and I gathered up the kids, uh, gathered up all of my materials and out to the cafeteria we went because there were big giant windows there that allowed a lot of extra natural light. So I set up some teams. I got teams to compete against each other and pass out all the materials. I have lots of student helpers that are, that are elected for the class, and they also help them there. I was in the cafeteria for two class sessions before the district said, okay, we're done. We're going to call the buses and um, have send the kids home because we had no electricity, no water, no bathrooms, et cetera. And uh, teachers, as you may well know, they still want to get their prep time, whether there's uh, a power outage or anything, they have to get their stuff prepared. We didn't know how long it was going to be. So out would come the kids, even though I had no electricity, they had no electricity. We continued uh, status quo. As we know as elementary music teachers is that there is always a lot of kids and a lot of classes. And some years, I'm sure just like you, you know, 15, 16 classes or more a week, two classes of a, 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 meeting them two times a day, uh, excuse me, a week, or we might meet them three times, we might meet them only one time. That's a lot to remember and have on our plate. And certainly as the year goes on, it gets easier to remember all of that. Uh, that's so having some kind of plan, knowing from day to day, being able to check that plan and stick to it uh, is really valuable with all the chaos that can come from so many classes, so little passing time. Sometimes there is no passing time. We've got to be ready to go. Sound familiar? 
The other things that can impact our schedule are, uh, like I said, power outages earlier, but it could be a concert that day, an invited organization that's coming into the school to perform, or our own concerts. Uh, there can also be uh, field trips with classes. And then remembering, well, how far did I get with that first grade class or that fifth grade class and that lesson this week? That's also critical for setting up the lessons for next week. Again, having a set lesson plan for the week and then having that one that you can use uh, to modify for the next week. And, and it doesn't have to be the one that you're going to hand into principal. It's going to be the one that you use year after year to do that over that overlay of what am I teaching? What am I assessing? What are my concepts? And I'm being consistent from year to year. So this product is an editable version of a lesson plan. You, it, you can change the grade level. You can change the teachers. Some years I would have three teachers in one grade level. Some years I have two in one grade level. So it's very editable. Using a clear and concise lesson plan from year to year really makes the consistency of assessment and what am I teaching and also looking to see once I've taught that lesson and I come back to it the next year and I've made notes on there and it looks like, oh, I may need to expand that lesson into two or that concept into two lessons. And so that's a really good barometer of measuring how far a class got. Some classes I may have lofty goals for a second grade or fourth grade and we didn't quite make it. So I might the next year, but let me adjust that just a little little bit. So this yearly lesson plan template is in conjunction with three other resources that I have available. One is music curriculum con concept map. We want to look at our curriculum and decide, well, what part of that curriculum am I going to be able to teach in this, um, in the number of times that I'm going to be able to see the children. Some curriculums are designed for every day. Some curriculums are designed for uh, twice a week or three times a week. So those kinds of things help if you're doing the planning and then you would make sure you have that in mind. Next would be a grade level unit planner. Uh, within a unit there may be only so many lessons that you can do depending on how many times you see your kids. You want to identify well, what's really important. Have I Do I know what those bring those concepts in from that concept uh, map and add those to the planner. And so we've still kind of got a broad stroke. Next, a really important part of doing planning for the year is a year calendar. So I have a calendar, um, also I'll put that link down in the, in the uh, description, that has all of the weeks and all of the months and in a broad stroke for each grade level. In this yearly planning calendar, I'm going to mark off the holidays. I'm going to mark off my uh, concert uh days and weeks that I think I uh, want to use. I usually will meet with my teachers and I'll talk to them, hey, what time of the year would you like to do the concert? That'll help it make it easier to coordinate. Maybe uh, working something in the, from their curriculum into the music curriculum for a program. So that yearly planning calendar, all the field trips as field trips come up from other teachers, uh, annual things that come up, Christmas concerts, uh, um, Veteran Day concerts, uh, all of those events that are every year regular, I plug right into there. Next on that calendar, I go ahead and do a broad stroke of what unit, what lesson, and I mark it out and I might need two days for a lesson. So I'm going to mark that out and then do that for all of my grade levels. And I have a separate one 
um, the, the, the planning calendar is a, is a broad calendar that mm, now that we've got everything gathered, we've got our planning calendar, we've got our concepts, what are we going to teach? We've got the grade levels, what are we going to teach at each grade level within and how many weeks that's going to take? We're ready to plug in the yearly lesson plan activities and fill those in. You're going to have all your other materials and bring that into the lesson plan. I recommend doing a couple weeks out for if you haven't started any of this project, project, this kind of idea, I'd start it now. And then each week as you're going forward, that's you would have all of that ready to go. And then you could do some planning at the end of the year for the following year. So you can still start it even if you're in the middle of the year. On the lesson plan, you're going to put uh, which lesson it is, what are the objectives, what are the concepts, um, what unit it is, and um, what is the vocabulary. I always like to put in what instruments I'm going to use. Sometimes I can get really busy and then I, I forget that it's going to be xylophones for the first graders, it's going to be recorders for the fourth. So really just having that identified in the lesson plan is very helpful. I also put in my vocal warm-ups. And then in this template that we're, I'm talking about, everything is uh, editable and customizable to what your classroom use needs. I, I really want to impress upon you that this is do something this way so that you can take that pressure and worry about Sunday nights or what's coming up or am I ready? Um, one of the other things I'll put on that yearly planner is when all of the concerts and when I should start the program. But it's going to give you so much freedom and that you're not going to be worrying about, well, do I have it ready? Do I not have it ready? Um, one of the one of the things also that I'll do is I'll take my lesson plans and I'll print the kin each of the lessons kindergarten first grade second grade and I'll put them yeah, staple them together for that week and as I finish a section in each class I'll make a little check mark and if I have one check mark it means I got to both my A and B lesson my A lesson if I have two check marks it means I've gotten to both my A and B lesson I know I'm done with that and I can go on as I'm planning for the next week it's oh my they were on a field trip. I only got to lesson A. That means I need to do a little bit of a review with that particular class that was gone. You'll want to be sure and save your digital lesson and mark it for the grade level. And then also put it in a file. So you would put all my your lesson plans in a, in a Google file and then save each file to whatever grade level. So you might have grade one, grade two, grade three. Then you can go right through it and do each grade level when you're doing your planning. Again, I always print the mine. You don't need to do a print if you're a, a really good person on the digital. I always worry about my power outages and whether or not internet's going to be available. So I just make, make a backup copy. I put that on excuse me, copy, and I put that on my music stand, ready to go. At the end of the week, I'm, I take all of those copies of those lesson grade level lesson plans, and I put it in a notebook by grade level. This is just me being paranoid about not being able to get into my digital files. I'm sure you're better at it than I am. And then I have that file that I have from year to year. I can also do a quick review. Let's say I have a class, and I'm going, my goodness, I don't remember. I didn't make a mark. I can just quickly pull that real quick and say, oh, we didn't get to that last week. So it's just another way of making sure you have every everything together. It's also a nice resource if you have uh, another teacher or a principal come in the room and you have that all ready to go. 
Another another teacher, excuse me, another teacher tip that I'd like to share with you is at the beginning of each week, and I I try to do it on Friday if I can, is I'll have on my board a list of the different grade levels, K1, 2, 3, 4, 5. That's what I've been teaching the most recently. And then next to each one of those areas, I have a little box that says, what's our vocal warm-up we're doing? And what sight reading are we doing? Are we doing rhythm number one, two? Are we doing melody four, five? And I put it right up there, and then I'll put just a single word about a concept we're covering or what song we're reviewing. And then it's just an easy reference. Visually, I make it kind of large in an area where I can see it. And then as classes are coming and going, which so often they do quickly and there's little or no time, I can even see at a glance that that's what we're going to be working on. And it's a nice, another way just to reinforce or reassure that I'm on the right spot in the lesson. I know, overkill, but that's what I do. I hope you found some of these ideas helpful. Everything seems overwhelming when we're trying something new, and I recommend only try one thing a week. You don't have to do everything in one day or all everything in one week. Just try simple changes to make your life a little bit easier. The hardest part is to stick with it, not give up, and keep trying to find ways to really slim down what you have to do each day, each week, and each year. Um, that This resource is available at Teachers Pay Teacher. It's our uh, yearly, uh, I mean, our yearly lesson planning. And I hope you find it helpful as well as I did. I haven't had that kind of sleepless night on Sunday nights in a long time, and it's felt pretty good. And yet I would still be able to make some small changes at the last minute or each year make a little change on what I was going to do. Have a great year. I hope you're enjoying the year that you're teaching. And let me know if there's anything else I can help you with.